Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. That's right, our friends at AdCraft USA have stepped up their game to become the presenting sponsors of our podcast and live show. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com and adcraftwebstores.com. All right, guys. Tonight we have Kaiser head coach Doug Sosha from uh, down in South Florida. Coach, how you doing this evening? I am great, man. I appreciate you having us on here, and uh, you know we're uh, grateful for this opportunity to talk about our program and you know talk about what's been happening. And obviously, we're all looking forward to a very uh, normal 2021 fall. Holy cow, aren't we all? That was that was just weird uh, from from start to finish. Just having to do you know nine months worth of football cover- coverage was something else. So. Y'all do did a fall schedule in in yes. 2020. So y'all actually had an actual 2020 season. You know, looking through your your schedule from from last year and just reminding myself of of what happened. Um, I find myself being drawn to that game at Southeastern uh, that I that I got to go. Um, you know, got to watch y'all in living color. Yeah. Um, that really showed the guts of your team um, getting up, coming back. Uh, and and finally uh, coming back at the end to win. How did that game shape the rest of your season? Well, I think it really, you know, in a way, it really just kind of woke us up. I just feel like we we were we were on a roll, and then we get into to that game, and we really jumped up on them. And then they did a great job of getting back in the game. It kind of went back and forth, and then neither one of us could really do much. The defenses were playing outstanding, and then it just we were able to hold on and win the game. But I just think like, like you said, you know, you look at the character of our team, there wasn't much of a flinch. We wish some guys made more plays in certain situations and it just, it didn't happen. But in the end of the day, our guys, you know, we just, they went through it and we won by three and it was like, Hey, you know, we got an opportunity here to be the, the conference champs and get ourselves in the playoffs. But definitely, you know, Southeastern is an excellent program. You know, I don't, you know, I don't think that, the top 25 uh, with the COVID asterisk next to it gives it any justice, but they're a top 15 team, no doubt in my mind, based on what I've seen. Yeah, we definitely had them ranked in our in our top 15 as as um, our media poll there. Um, you know, hated to, to see them not be able to get a spot there in the playoffs. Um, I want to go back real quick to 2019. You have, you know, your second season there. You have a real good season in 2019. You host your first game. Cumberland's comes down, and they win that game. What yeah. did what did that loss to the Patriots? How did that inform you this year hosting? Well, I, I think well, you know what it did is anytime you're in that that first time ever playoff game, and, and that's what people built it up to be and that's really what it was but in the end of the day our guys just we should have just went into that game with you know hey it's just another game let's go play they're a good football team 
we certainly didn't play well enough going back to 2019 that game I remember that very you know it's close to my heart and, and uh, but we learned a lot I just think like you know it's just you got to approach every week the same obviously there's got to be some heightened focus when you get to the playoffs you know with just you know tightening things up on certain things but uh we certainly we learned a lot from it. I think it made our team hungry, and you know it gave us a uh, an opportunity to get in the off season. And all of a sudden, COVID came along, and but we we endured through that too. Coach, one of the huge things that I was really impressed about your team in 2020 was the defense under uh, first year defensive coordinator Mike Ridings. There um, just was stonewalling people uh, left and right. Uh, other than that Southeastern game, you know, y'all didn't give up more than 10 points until you hit the playoffs. Talk about the growth of your defense and uh, growing a defense that scares people. Well, I think it all starts up front. I, you know, I think, you know, collectively it's, a, it's an excellent core group of guys that have been in the program. Uh, they play fast. We've, we've always played pretty good defense. And then this, this group has just grown up. And then the defensive scheme has evolved a little bit. But, you know, when you've got some guys that are pretty big in the middle and guys that can, you know, rush the passer and then some run-fitting linebackers and, and then a secondary that can play man coverage. So we've got a lot of good skill on all three levels. So it just makes it a heck of a lot easier as a coach. And, and obviously those guys on defense do a great job. Our defensive staff does. Offensively, you've got a ton of skill players coming back as as well, um, you know, you've got your three-headed monster back, Antoine Sims, uh, Jaden Meisinger, and Marcus Burgess all return. Um, you return Caleb Walls, Jerson Jocks, Michael Robinson, and your leading receiver, your tight end, Jalen Arnold, um, along with a couple of all-conference O-linemen. Um, talk about that offense and it taking the next step into 2021. Yeah, I think, you know, I really like, obviously, we have a lot of good players coming back, and, and, and that's what really makes it so much fun is you got good players that have been in the system, so they understand what the what the system's all about. And there, there's there's guys that can run the football. There's the, the line of scrimmage is excellent. You know, our tight end makes gives us an opportunity to be versatile, and we've got really fast guys and perimeter guys to get the ball to. Um, so it's exciting. You know, I, I think for us the next step is, you know, as we reflect on what we've done and, you know, we've been explosive. Um, you know, we, we've been able to run the football. We've been able to, you know, have balance when we've needed balance. We've gotten some big plays out of some guys. And, you know, there, there's competition at some of these spots for, for reps during games. And certainly there's only one football for the backfield. And, you know, when we get a guy that's hot, then that guy's going to carry the rock. And um, But I think for the, ne- the, the, the next thing, and, and it, it's just, you know, the finer details of, you know, you know, you look at our last game and, you know, playing Lindsey Wilson in a semifinal game, we, that's not what we want to look like ever. And, uh, you know, we, we had some unforced errors and some different things. So we're really striving on like just some of the little details and, you know, especially in the big games, you know, you, you can't, you know, you can't get stuck behind the stick. So, you know, it's, it's really, the, the scheme's pretty much going to stay the same, but we're just trying to enhance our skills and our craft and, and get guys, uh, you know, involved. Uh, and grow with the offense. So, it, it, but it's an exciting group coming back. There's no doubt. You talked about Lindsey Wilson. Uh, unlike some of the teams who aren't going to get to play the team that bounced them out of the playoffs uh, anytime soon, 
y'all play them. You travel right back up to Columbia, Kentucky, and you face Lindsey Wilson in game two of your season. Um, after facing a triple option team, talk about the differences in, in prep and um, and that chance to even the score against Lindsey. Well, there's definitely, uh, you know, when you, when you look at what we're going to do in training camp and then we open up against Cumberland, who's a very good football team who's really growing and getting better. And uh, you, know, you certainly have a challenging scheme on offense that we're going to have to face. Um, and then going to Lindsey Wilson and, you know, dealing with the, what they do offensively, and they're all over the place. They've been a juggernaut on offense, and they're really good on defense, and they're really sound in the kicking game. You know, in, in my whole coaching career as being a head coach, for sure, I always like to have teams like that on our schedule early on because I think it really keeps the focus of the team and, and, you know, what you're working towards. But we need that test, you know, looking forward to getting back, um, you know, on the road and getting back up there and, and having a chance to compete against a really good football team and, you know, early on in the season. And, you know, we're going to figure out exactly where we're at early on and then where we need to get to. Coach, some of the teams that I've been talking to this offseason, um, we're starting to get into the point where the amount of time that the playoffs took really starts to, to get into summer. Y'all's last game of the season is May 1st, was May 1st. It seems like an eternity ago, and yet it was only three months ago. Um <laughs> Talk about the impact of going that deep into your spring and how you deal with that for your summer conditioning and your normal summer. Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's different than others, you know, especially even like Lindsey Wilson. We played seven games in the fall, shut it down for Christmas break, came back. It was like an off-season. We treated the off-season seven weeks, got to March 1st. All right, it's spring football, and then it's, playoff prep so it was very unique it was really an awesome time to be playing football in the spring and you know coming off the fall we had you know but ending on may 1st so we we look at we looked at it and took a calculated uh you know we made some calculated decisions in terms of all right our guys have gone through this so they had their off season and they had their spring football and then we got into spring playoff football and it ended on may 1st so you know we we gave those guys six weeks off and I know that they're, they were itching to get back and get back into it. And, and it's a grind. It's hot down here. And we lift and we run. And we've got about 60 to 80 guys on our campus four days a week. Um, you know, so the psychological effect of it, I just think the whole 2020 blending into 21. Now we're going to go play another season. You know, we, we just try to, like, talk to these guys about, hey, you know, like, we play a game. You know, we got to get our bodies right. But the body's the most resilient thing on earth in our mindset. So, I think we're, we're right where we want to be here, you know, basically on July 20th uh, in terms of, you know, our development. And, you know, they're going to get another seven to ten days off before we get back to training camp. But, you know, there's, there's going to be some hungry guys. But, you know, certainly, you know, that's our experience. You know, if you went, you know, you play, you practice in the fall with some uncertainty but didn't play. And then you're, you know, you went and played seven, eight, nine, ten games in the spring. Those bodies might be affected a little bit differently. But, I can really only speak for us, but uh, our guys are anxious and ready to go, but they did get some you know, much-needed rest there for six weeks. I want to take a quick break from the men's game real quick to just pick your brain a little bit about Kaiser flag football, and yeah. you have the runner-up there 
after their uh, national championship berth in Atlanta. Talk to me about um, the birth of flag football, uh, the coexistence between y'all and flag football, and what that means to y'all's athletic department. Well, I think it's big. You know, I think uh, first off, you know, Coach Hilliker's on our staff as our tight end special teams coordinator, and he's the head coach for flag, and he does a great job balancing, and he's put together a pretty good staff. Uh, but he's recruited an excellent bunch of girls. And, you know, in the state of Florida, flag football has been pretty big already. You know, so he's, you know, he knows the lay of the land. His assistants know the lay of the land. So they've, they, they, they go out and they recruit, obviously, just like we do, and find the right positions. They have a quarterback and they've got – dynamic playmakers and they got someone that can rush the passer and they coach them really well. And, you know, they, they came up short, but they're, they're really good. I, you know, we love having those girls around and, you know, every time we're out at practice, you know, we're finishing up those girls around the side, you know, kind of watching our practice and getting ready for their practice in the evenings. And there's excellent coexistence, um, you know, and, uh, on our, on our campus. And, you know, there's a lot of spirit and there's a lot of pride in Kaiser. And now if you look at our athletic program, you know, we're, we're really doing a good job and, and, you know, we've got great leadership. We've got great character in our, in our athletic teams and, and, and you're seeing a lot of championships happen, but flag football has really been a great addition. I think it's, it only helps, you know, our conference. It helps NAI and, and it certainly keeps people in school and, you know, striving for their education and have a chance to play, you know, college athletics. So, but those girls are awesome. Kind of zooming out a little bit more, uh, Kaiser took home this year the Learfield Cup championship, you know, claiming three national championships as an athletic department. Um, talk to me about being around other coaches that are coaching at a high level and uh, that sort of coaching camaraderie. Well, I think it's uh, it all starts with our leadership, you know, and, 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 and that's the one thing that I've been in this for a long enough time to know that, like, if you're going to be at an institution and you have great alignment, and I'm talking from your chancellor's office to your president's office to the whole administration to the athletic department on down to your coaching staff, there's really good alignment. So Chris Swagger, our AD, has done a great job of getting the right people in place. He has a profile. He has a standard. Um, and then, you know, you look at these teams that have won championships, and my daughter's on the, the, the national back-to-back soccer team, and th- those girls – there's no one working harder than those girls. You know, I'd like to say our football team is trying to keep pace with those girls, but they work and, and they are skilled. And then you look at, you know, our golf team has done a great job and, and our women's lacrosse team. I watched that coach coach that team. And, you know, I can learn a lot, like just watching her communicate with those girls. And obviously girls coaching women and coaching men, there's some differences, but you know, she coaches the same way we do. She coaches them hard. There's a standard. So I love watching our other coaches in our athletic program. Uh, I'm a coaching junkie. So, you know, if I can find different, you know, tactics and, and philosophies that kind of are aligned with what I'm doing, I'm going to take it. And uh, so it's, it's a really good culture. There's a, there's a standard and there's an expectation and, you know, it's, it's competitive, no doubt. Coach, I know that um, in the Sun Division, Sun Conference, uh, there is starting to become a large concentration of, of teams in South Florida. I just talk about the proliferation of teams and competitiveness in South Florida. 
you know, having been down here since really 2006 and really only left for one year, I mean, and then having been down here recruiting since like 2001, like South Florida is just, just a populated, dense, fertile recruiting area. There are football players at every school. There are athletes at every school. It's awesome to see, you know, if you look 10 years ago, Kaiser didn't exist with football. St. Thomas, Flomo, Ave probably didn't. Um, you know, so now we have four more college football teams here. Plus we've got, you know, Warner, Weber, Southeastern, um, Edward Waters, you know, there's Stetson. There's other things popping up. So it's awesome competition. There's enough players down here. You're going to start seeing these schools like St. Thomas and Florida Memorial and they're going to, I really believe that they're going to really develop into being in the top 25. And I think our Sun Division, you know, if you look at college football, you look at the South, you know, we're in the South, obviously, so that, that you can obviously read between the lines. This is going to be a damn good conference. Some might uh, take issue with the fact that Miami is in the South. Um, geographically, you're right. Culturally, ooh, who knows? But uh, before we let you go, Coach, uh, yes. I want to know, for Kaiser to bring home the National Championship trophy, what do y'all have to do? Well, I think we need to take the next step, you know, in terms of uh, as a whole program and in terms of, you know, really playing disciplined, hard-nosed football. I think we've got the hard-nosed part down, but playing really disciplined on a consistent basis. And, you know, I still have a bad taste in my mouth from how we played against Lindsey Wilson. We, we, listen, we were in the top five in the country, and we, we, we went pretty far. We, we were pretty darn good, but our standard is really high. So I just really think that, you know, watch these guys continue to grow our leadership in our program, you know, try to pull our roster up to a higher standard, and then go out and play. And we got to, you know, execute and make plays at a high level in the big, big games. I'm looking forward to it. It is definitely some of the most exciting football uh, that – I can see on a week-to-week basis is that which is being played in the Sun Division. Just really looking forward to it. Um, Possibly we'll see what the schedule looks like. Might be able to find my way back down to see a game uh, down that way uh, and and watch y'all again this year. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate you guys and everything you're doing. Love the growth uh, in NAI football, and you guys are certainly a – a catalyst for that and uh, appreciate everything you're doing. And hopefully we do see you this fall somewhere down in South Florida. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review. If you're listening on Apple podcast, as always, if you'd like to support what we do, Head over to patreon.com forward slash N-A-I-A-F-Ball and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.